Now entering Nerdist.com. We're just going to keep talking. Yeah. Like this. I don't know what you're going to use. Well, I got some podcasts. You can use it all. Yeah. I don't get paid for this, do I? No. Uh, No. I know. No. There's no money in it. You get a do bill. Yeah. But. No cash. Do bills used to be for the mountains. <laughs> you could get the like you get the first two days free, you know, mm-hmm. with a do bill mm-hmm. at the Butler Lodge. Anyway, <laughs> I want to ask you, Mel. Ask away. What movies did you love when you were growing up? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I liked. It depends on what age. Uh, I was lucky enough to be young enough to see the original Walt Disney animated cartoons when I when I was nine or ten, or, and that was I was very very happy just to see uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I, I really loved them. I liked comedies, but mostly to this day, to this day, when somebody says. Um, because I'm a filmmaker and because I produce stuff like The Elephant Man and, you know, and important movies. They say, what's your, fa- what's your most important, what's your favorite movie? Uh, and I, I, they expect me to say something like Great Expectations or Grand Illusion or uh, Refifi. I mean, these classic. I will always say Top Hat. Mm. Because ever since I was 9 or 10, they have been my favorite movies. The, the Fred, Yeah. Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers movie. Oh. If I'm going to see a movie, that's my favorite movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't do much better. No. No. You can't do much better. They didn't get much better until I came along. They didn't get much better. <laughs> they were waiting for yeah, you. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, you did more. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you did your homage to them. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, more than once. Well, the French Wonderful. mistake is yes, yeah, yeah, yes. in Blazing Saddles. Absolutely. French mistake. <sighs> so good. And, and, you and would, Astaire would have liked that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, and Busby Berkeley would have loved it. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, one of the things that I love in those movies, and I'm sure you do too, are the character actors. Edward Everett Horton. Oh, yeah. People like that. Eric Bloor. Eric I mean, Bloor. They added so much yeah, to those yeah. movies. Helen Broderick. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were always surrounded by wonderful, Victor Moore, mm-hmm. always surrounded by wonderful character actors, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Edward Everett Horton was the best of mm-hmm. them, you know. Well, even now, Moore, now yeah. where did you see your movies? Uh, there was the Commodore which played Lowe's movies, mm-hmm. a lot of the Lowe's. And there was the RKO Republic in uh, Grand Extension. And they played a lot of, I guess, a Universal and mm-hmm. uh, an RKO mm-hmm. pictures, naturally. And uh, and then there was a place called The Dumps, <laughs> and, you know, on, on Upper uh, Broadway. And uh, you, you got three, you got three movies there. You got usually westerns and stuff, but you got mm-hmm. three, mm-hmm. and you got a a, a thing called a racing. And you got a ticket; you mm-hmm. can win something. Mm-hmm. And um, Fox Movie Tone News. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got so much yeah. for a dime. Yeah, for a dime, you got. You know, my mother had to come and grab me by the hair and take me home because mm-hmm. I I'd, I'd love to watch, especially if it was a musical, whatever it was. I wouldn't leave, so she would have to. She really, literally grabbed me by the hair and yanked me out of the out of the movie house <laughs> to take me home, so I could eat. I, I could eat dinner, you know. 
When do you think? When and how do you think you develop your taste for foreign language films? Because I know you love foreign films. Uh, I think it started really started with De Sica. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was way before Fellini, way before what was uh, La Strada. Or yeah, O'Carrant. Yeah. I loved La Strada too. Yeah. That was Fellini, but De Sica was uh, the Bicycle Thief. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, shoe shine and mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I just thought they were miraculous. I said, "Look at the, yeah. look at the stories." And and to this day, it's true. Yeah. To this day, it's true. Some and of the, the acting and the comedies that he made, um, the Gold of Naples mm-hmm. with Sophia Loren mm-hmm. and, and Mastriani, incredible, funny, mm-hmm. sweet. You know, and and the funniest picture I ever saw was the Monticelli picture. Mario Monicelli, go big deal. Big on deal the, on Madonna Street. On Madonna Street. I don't think anybody's made a funnier picture. No, than that. Movie. Not you know. even you. Well, not even <laughs> for what it was. Not even me. Yeah. yeah. No, it was one. I of mean, the, he worked what for five dollars? He made that movie. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And, and they tried remaking it, and it didn't work. No, it can't. I mean, you no. know, he had. He also had Toto, a genius mm-hmm. from Naples, and uh, you know, a mm-hmm. Naples actor, mm-hmm. Toto, and uh, uh, who's. The guy who says, I'm, I was coming with the water. Why did you break the water? <laughs> so funny. Such I, a great... I, I want to go back a turn for a second because you're talking about great character actors. Dom DeLuise. Oh, one of my favorite humans that I has miss ever him existed. So much. I'm, I'm, we were very fortunate and got to know him and his wife, who is still around and is still a spitfire. But Dom, he's just never... His joie de vivre, his, his energy, his love of life. He was so crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was. You know what? I, when I, Ann and I, would go out to dinner with Dom and Carol. Okay, so we're all in a car, and Dom is driving. And I say, I say, stop! I want to get a paper for later. So I stop and I get a Times, and I, I get to the car, and he moves it up four feet. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, Dom, the joke is over. We're you know we're late for dinner. They're expecting you know, and I so I get up. I'm just going to grab the handle. He moves it up another little eight boys. Feet little boys. Uh, Until finally I fell down laughing. I mean, I just, I was screaming. I said, the silliness, the nerve. Let me in the car. The nerve, the nerve, you know. No, when you, when you were. And Don would do things Mm -hmm. like he would have an ice cream cone. Uh, Once he said, he said, this is good. You know, he said, this is good. This is really good. This is good. And he smashed it into his face. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he was wearing a suit and a tie. And, you know? I mean, he just ruined him, but he just did it. You know, he smashed the ice cream cone into his nose and his mouth and just dripped all over him. <laughs> I love it. He said, so Naturally funny. Nat- so and and Ann Ann did a movie called Fatso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In which he was very funny and very moving. Very, mm-hmm. You know, very touching, so. He was remarkable. Yeah, yeah, he was. He, he was. He was our foreign movie actor. You know, <laughs> that's it. It's, he was our foreign movie actor. He had, he had depth. He had, he had humanity, yeah. mm-hmm. as well as as well as you know, uh, consummate talent in terms of timing and art. You know, in comedy art, he was he was a genius. He would have been successful in a black and white movie. He would have been successful in in silent film. Absolutely. Anything. He's just so damn funny. Why do you think we're now forty some years on? Why do you think everybody still not only laughs at 
but gets young Frankenstein. You can show this to little kids, mm-hmm. or you can show it to people who grew up with the original horror movies. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Everybody gets it. Everybody loves it. Everybody laughs. Do you understand why there's that timeless thing? I don't know. Well, first of all, we've got to thank people like Mary Shelley. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm doing a musical of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a musical of yeah. it. Now mm-hmm. I'm reimagining it. And uh, when Madeline Kahn was at the uh, the railway station, now I'm making it, uh, there'll be a drop of a ship because mm-hmm. you, you can't take a train to train. You can't take a train from New York to Transylvania. <laughs> Somehow you've got to get on a boat, you know. So I'm going to be at a wharf, and the uh, there's a guy called Beowulf Borit, B-O-R-I-T-T. Beowulf is his first name. And he uh, showed me a sketch of the wharf, mm-hmm. you know, where of the pier where, where uh, Dr. Frankenstein is going to board the ship mm-hmm. and say goodbye to and she's going to do Please Don't Touch Me. The number's mm-hmm. going to work, work there. But he, and we called it, uh, he called the ship uh, the Queen Mary Shelley. <laughs> I like it. So sweet. I like you know? it. That's inspired. That's yeah. really good. So, I mean, it, yes. it's all it's all going to be good. It's all going to be good. <laughs> My really mom wears, very proudly wears her hat, her Abby Normal hat and shirt. That really? she got from yes, all the well, time. Well, we went to see the musical all in the New York. All the time, York. she yes. wears it. Yes, yes. yes. very, very gets, proud. Yes, really, gets well, a good we, reaction. We, well, the thing is, what you have managed to do in your career is create things that stay with you in such a way that that. So my my first my first time hearing you was two thousand year old man. My dad played it for me as a kid, and what you sounded like was all of our Jewish family in oh, New yeah, York. Oh yeah, there's always an, all of our Jewish family. You'll have family an uncle in Bo York. in every family that sounds That's the exactly thing. Every, like that guy. And yeah. and every answer you give is exactly what the yeah, Altakakas exa- would say. Exactly. And the talking. I, I'm just doing what my uncles like would, this say, would say. Is the thing, and the you know, it's like, and that's how I grew up, and that made sense. I to mean, me. they said things like when I was a little kid, they would say they would always make pronunciamentos. Yes. <laughs> you know, big pronouncements. Yes. My un- my uncle. Mo would say, as far as concerned, the new cars, they all good. I mean, it didn't make, <laughs> yeah. didn't make any sense at all, you know? But I, he just liked making, you know... A, Proclamations. A proclamation. A I'm proclamation. A big pronouncement. Uh, you know? but, but anyway, the, the reason that it works, I think, is that, first of all, a lot of us saw those... James Whale pictures. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, we couldn't miss it. If we went to the movies, there was Dracula, there was uh, Frankenstein. James Whale, you know, did five or six pictures. We saw them all. Yeah, and uh, we also Bela Lugosi. We saw, but the stories were very simple. Yes, and and you just you took sides and you the rooting interests were there for you, mm-hmm. and that's why my mine is you know I just took the James. Wales. I didn't take a. Di- I didn't make a new story. I just had fun with the story. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with it. But the story is is really Mary Shelley's the mm-hmm. basic story that I like. I like James Wales' version of it a lot better than the novel because the novel takes you to the North Pole. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. But the James Whale thing, and I was lucky to get this guy in the movie. This guy Dale. Hennessy, who gave me sweating stone castles hmm. and these, you know, like when Clore says, 
They go way up these stone steps. She says, stay close to the candles. The staircase can be treacherous. But she doesn't like the candles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was so crazy. But everybody, I said, I want, uh, I want 1931, I said to everybody. I want 1931 all around me. Yeah. At every every point, on the tables, on the, the floors, in the lab, you know. Uh, Strick Fatten. There was a guy. Kenneth Strick Fatten. Kenneth Strick. He had it. All, kept all of it in his garage and said. All the original uh, Frankenstein laboratory stuff. Zizz, all the zizzes, all that stuff. Yeah. It was all there, and uh, I think you know. Well, you don't have to have seen the original. For it to be funny for it to and be to make f- sense. No, because the story. No, it's a good it's yeah. story. It's the story is steps. Yeah. yeah. You meet these people. They want to do something. They move forward. And you meet the new people. Mm-hmm. Then you, meet, you keep you keep following their, them and their hopes and dreams. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just it, it all and it's just you know luck from the gods that you, you get you get a a Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. Who, can, who was a great actor and can yeah. play He's satire so beautifully. Just magnificent. Right. He really and you is. find a Marty Feldman from where? From heaven? Yes. <laughs> you know, where does a Marty Feldman come from, you know? I mean, it was all just I know. meant to be. Yeah. yeah. It was all meant well, to yeah. be. Well, yeah. But so many things uh, in your or any career seem that way. I mean, we know about some of the original casting choices on Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah. You know, and it took took some turns. It took turns, and we got lucky. We took a good bounce. Yeah. I mean, I wanted Richard Pryor. I mean, I was going to quit. Yeah. Because they wouldn't hire him because he couldn't get in, the insurance because he had been arrested for drugs or whatever. Mm. They, didn't, they, they didn't want Richard Pryor. And I was going to quit, and Richard said, no, 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 I didn't get my last payment as a writer. He was one of the writers mm-hmm. with me. He said, don't quit, don't quit, do it. Let's do it, we'll do it together. We'll do it, you know. God bless him. So, and we looked. We both cast Cleavon. We saw a lot of guys, and when we saw Cleavon, we looked at each other and said, "You know, he was so classy." Yeah. Mm-hmm. He came. He was a Broadway actor. Yeah. He came from Broadway, and and he uh, he took his time when he talked. He was so confident. Mm. His confidence just he exuded. You know. A sureness. He has a real warmth else. about him too. Yeah, and he, yeah. and he, his own giggle made you love him because <laughs> he'd giggle. You know, he, he, the, the whole idea of these rednecks, you know, really amused him. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he sang "I Get No Kick from Champagne" instead <laughs> of a good old nigga work song. You know, <laughs> I mean, he loved that. He loved all of that, and I kept saying, "Can I use?" I said, "Cleveland," you know. I think we're using the N-word too much. He said, no, no. He said, you're not. The bad guys are using it. They're supposed to. Hmm. It makes it better for us. Mm, interesting. Bad. He said, the bad guys. Yeah. yeah. Now, there again, but but Gene Wilder wasn't the original idea to play, no. you know? And, and No. And I, I, I go way back. Only you would know. I'll tell you the truth. The first guy I wanted, believe it or not, uh, was a 20th Century Fox song and dance band. Dan Daly. Dan Daly. You knew that. Yeah. Yes, Dan. Amazing. Because he was long and lean and leathery-faced and a great actor who could play an alcoholic. I knew that because he had played in a Betty Grable picture. He had played an Mm -hmm. alcoholic. He was brilliant. Yep. And I called him, and he was in Hawaii, and he said, 
Mel, you've you've made my year. You know, I'm so happy that you wanted me. But he said, if you saw the, I have to wear my glasses 24 hours a day. And he says, my glasses consist of a frame around my ears and the bottom of two Coke bottles. (laughs) He said, that's how thick, he says, and I can't see without them. So he says, I'm retired. And he says, you know, I'd love to help you, but I can't do it. So then I had a genius idea. Gig Young. Mm -hmm. They shoot horses, don't they? Played an alcoholic. And he was, in real life, he was an alcoholic. And he won an Academy Award. He's a great actor. Gig Young. Even though he was, uh, well, I loved the fact that he was a light comedian who would yeah. become a great actor. I mm-hmm. loved that. I said, this guy is, he's the Waco kid. He mm-hmm. is the Waco kid. And I hired him. We did our first scene. And in the middle of the scene, he began throwing up green stuff. Oh. And, you know, because his, his agent and manager said he's, you know, he's, he's okay. He's cured. He's, he's not <laughs> ugly. Mm-hmm. We had to send him back to some hospital and, yeah. Uh, and then I just cried on the phone to Gene because Gene was my best friend. We just talked about it. He said, "I knew you'd come to me." But <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I knew. He said, "What's the size of the suit?" I told him. He says, "It'll fit." <laughs> he says, and he said, "I'll be there tomorrow." And he came on. He flew. His, he flew there Sunday, early Sunday morning, like seven in the morning. He was mm-hmm. there before noon. We had a little bite to eat at Norm's. We went into Fox. He tried on the suit. We went out to Santa Clarita somewhere. He he rode some horses. He picked one. He was all set. Mm. Next day was Monday. (laughs) We didn't miss a day. Wow. Gene Wilder, we didn't miss a day. He he was the white girl kid. Again. And he knew the script. (laughs) He knew, knew, you know, he could just, uh, you know, inhale the script and know it forever and ever. Jeez. Amazing. When I think about him playing Leo Bloom in The Producers, uh, and this is no offense to anyone else who's played the part, and I've seen several good people play that part, but when you see him in the, in the original movie and he throws the tantrum. He doesn't know he's... See, the wonderful thing about Gene is he doesn't know he's funny. He's never playing funny. Mm-hmm. He's playing earnestly, always. And he doesn't know he's a volcano about to erupt. <laughs> he has no idea that there's a volcano in him and it's going to erupt, <laughs> you know. Everything takes him by surprise and takes us by surprise, and, you know. And he, there, he's just he really a consummate artist and a, and a great actor, and uh, he's, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's no luck. There's no luck in his performance. Mm-hmm. He's, he works hard to get every moment mm-hmm. correct. Wow, you know. So, how did he work uh, against Zero Mostel, who's so big, who's so wonderful, but so big? He kept saying to me, "Melly scares me." <laughs> <laughs> he kept saying, "Mel, I'm afraid. Oh God, <laughs> he's, he's going to bite me. He's going to crush me. I'm afraid." Z you know. and Z, Z, Zero loved him. Zero said, "Oh, we're very lucky to get this guy." Ah, uh, uh. Leo, he's that's perfect. Mm. Perfect, you know. Now, when did you, when did it occur to you that you couldn't resist putting yourself in some of these movies? Well, I, w- I worked in the mountains, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I put myself in every sketch. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I was like an MC. Mm-hmm. 
And I, yeah, good evening, ladies and Jews, that kind of guy. <laughs> and I was always doing that stuff. And then when Gene said, Gene, he actually said, "I'll, I'll do." I'll do I'll I'll do Young Frankenstein if you're not in it. <laughs> I said, well, why? He said, because there's going to be a suit of armor and you're going to open it and say, that's all, folks. So I said, okay, I won't be in it. You know, so he was right because <laughs> he said it's all right once in a while, but you can't constantly break the fourth wall. He mm-hmm. said, and you're you can't. And it was a good tip for me. So. Mm-hmm. I said, very careful. I do break the fourth wall on many of my pictures, yeah. but now I'm I'm a lot more selective about how and when yeah. I do it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that was Gene's advice. You wow. Know. What's the thing about having brilliant people around you? He is. He was, and everybody loved him. Cloris loved him. Yeah. Madeline loved him. He, uh, the monster, mm-hmm. Peter Boyle and mm-hmm. Terry and. Mm-hmm. And Marty and he just would join at the hip. They, just, hmm. they went out together every night. I mean, I, I don't know whether Gene knew that it would be good for the role, but but uh, they always had, you know, uh, they always had dinner. Hmm. How, do you, how do you describe Marty Feldman? Marty, Marty is a phenomenon. Hmm. He's a strange phenomenon. I said the only way, the best way to hide from Marty Feldman is to put your nose against his. <laughs> his eyes go out the side; he'll never see it. You know? You know, yeah. He's uh, Marty. Uh, Marty knows he's very wise. He knows what's happening. He, he takes his time. Um, I don't like to laugh because it ruins. You know, you have so much money to make a movie, and mm-hmm. you yeah. laugh, you got to do it again. Yeah. But I couldn't help it when. I spoiled a very good take, but I had a, had a good second take. <laughs> it was um, it's, it, the scene opens with uh, with Inga with Terry Gar saying to she says, "Doctor, Doctor, you you haven't touched your food." He's very depressed because it didn't work with them. You know, the monster didn't come to life. So he says, "You haven't touched your food." So Gene says, "There, there." He puts. <laughs> He smashes the mashed potatoes. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I've touched it. I've touched it. All right, you know, which was a good enough laugh. Yeah. And then Marty Feldman immediately follows up with, I'll never forget what my father used to say to us at times like these. <laughs> and then he didn't, then he didn't talk. <laughs> We waited we wait a long time. Finally, Gene said, what? <laughs> he said, what, a minute, what did he say? What did your father say at times like that, you know? And then he said, uh, get out of the bathroom. Give someone else a chance. You know? <laughs> yep. So, I mean, but I, I just lost it. <laughs> and I said, all right, let's do it again. You know, I knew it was coming. And again, the, 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 but he uh, took his time, and then yeah. at the end of it, give someone else a chance. To, yeah. He put a T at the end of chance. Yeah. Chanced. He <laughs> took a potato. You'll see it in the movie. Yeah. He takes a p- little potato. He takes the whole potato. And he said, I mean, there's nothing to do with the world, with what's going on. He just ate the, ate the boiled potato. I mean, it was just... It was so bizarre and so wonderful, you know. I just got so lucky with these people, oh, you know. Well, some of it's luck, 
but some of it's also real, real smart choices on your part. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you you cast Madeline Kahn. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you I, know, there was you, nobody else I knew when I when I wrote the script with Gene, and I wrote No Tongues. <laughs> I never, I mean, imagined that that reading from Madeline, No Tongues. I mean, that was I meant Gene grabs his mouth. <laughs> it was I just. She always, uh, like most of the actors that I get, raised. I'm, I'm a brilliant writer. I'm a great writer. But they raised the script. Sure. They raised the material. Sure. And just as you said about uh, about about Gene Wilder, I mean, she's never playing funny. No. She's playing the character. She's Lily von Stupp yeah, is, is She is, is Lily real. von Stupp. Yes. yes. She's that German cuckoo. She, yeah. she believes. I mean, she believes. She believes she's Marlena Dietrich. And she, you, know, you know, I never asked her to hum out of tune along with the song. I mean, she just threw that in. Yeah. <laughs> that crazy, weird humming, out of, just slightly out of tune. She's a genius. She was just a genius. Jesse. Uh, often has the TV on on some cable channel showing you know movies, and I'll walk into her room or through her room, and I'll catch glimpses and bits of things. And you know, when I haven't seen Robin Hood Men in Tights say in a while, yeah. And if I happen to come in, I watch it on a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. if I happen to come yeah. in and it's on, it's like yeah. I can't stop watching. Yeah. It's just too fun. I can't stop yeah. watching. And if, I, and if I have the misfortune <laughs> of coming in during Dom DeLuise's scene as the Godfather, oh, it's just uh, the that's it. Thing. I'm, I'm I, finished I for the day. Yeah. I cry. It makes me cry. That's 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 the good joke. That's a good yeah. joke. That's a good script. That's a that's a, br- a fantastic movie. Is I can't turn it off. The reason I end up watching it every week Why can't is you because it's on. Because it's fantastic, and yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to turn it off. Uh. I'm laughing. It brings me joy. And you know, for me, you know who sews it all together. Carrie. Uh, well, Carrie, Carrie always. always sews the whole movie together. Mm-hmm. He stitches it together. He's like the the wonderful hero, the old fashioned mm-hmm. hero, that hero figure that that brings everybody together, that watches out for everybody, that is really you know <laughs> the hero figure. And he he was just amazing in the mm-hmm. movie. I was you know, and I found you know. I, I'm a good cat. I found Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You know? There's, to, no, to there's be, so I many chew. good people I in that film. I chew. Uh, yeah. yeah. See, this is the thing. is because my mom, my mom finds you funnier than I would say anybody else in the world, you are connected to her funny bone. Um, now, I am the same because I was raised with you. No I met her, but I didn't funniest. want to start up with her because she was <laughs> She's terrifying. <laughs> She's a terrifying little lady. Yeah, she was great. Little, my, my, my Bronx bomber. Uh, the thing is, I can hear her laughing. When I watch your films and when I watch anything you do, I can hear her laughing. So when I listen to the 2,000-year-old man, I know what's going to – I can hear her in my head. She has a – she has a (laughs) – that's how she laughs. And I hear it because I just know what's good. I mean, every day in our household, we quote you from something. It's you've, just given us, you've given us a lifetime natural. Yeah, of yeah, catchphrases. Yeah, yeah. My mom yells, really "He busts my boyfriend." Yeah. I mean, you name you know, it, it gets or yelled. Or I just yeah. got some some DVDs in, in the mail. You know, some films, older films that are being reissued. And who's the star of two of them? Randolph Scott. 
Randolph well, I don't ever say Randolph Scott. Scott. I sing Randolph yeah. Scott. Randolph that's, Scott. The that's family. it. Right. Has to be. There's only one the way to do that. First time I did that as yeah. a kid, he kissed me. He was so yeah. proud. <laughs> so proud when I started doing that. And then last uh, week I was revisiting the latest Star Wars movie because I uh-huh. wanted to bone up on the new one that J.J. Abrams made. And as I'm watching it, I'm thinking about Pizza the Hut <laughs> from Spaceballs. Yeah. I couldn't help myself. I could not help myself. This is your uh, fault. You know. This you, is yeah. your fault. You've inflicted all this. My pleasure. <laughs> Pays the rent. Pays yes, the sure, rent. You know, sure. you got to pay the rent no matter what. So, so I'm so, going to pay the rent. I'm going to. I can't believe it. I was. I'm booked. This is I'm, a hell of a on, booking. On the first of September, I'm booked at Radio City Musical, and uh, Showplace of the Nation. Yeah, Showplace of the Nation, but six thousand. 388 seats mm-hmm. I mean I filled you know I filled a lot of places before you know <laughs> I just finished a, a gig in Chicago doing Blazing Saddles and, and then coming out and talking mm-hmm. about for an hour and that was over 4,000 seats it was oh, yeah. like 4,100 big it's yeah. not hard to sell you and boss and it was just it was amazing now we are like 75% I'm going to be there September 1st I don't know it's like a couple of weeks from now mm-hmm. And we're so I'm not worried about selling anymore. You don't have to push it. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we. You know, we're. You're gonna show Blazing Saddles again. We're gonna show Blazing Saddles, and then we're going. I'm gonna talk about it and tell some. You know. Mm-hmm. And people are gonna have a really good time. People are gonna have a really good time. Yeah. I and they're gonna laugh a lot. But and, you know, when I go back to the mountains. Mm-hmm. I go back to the Bohr circuit and tell some stories there. Mm-hmm. I go back to Williamsburg when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. tell some sweet, funny stories there. Mm-hmm. And then I tell uh, stories about, you know, Sid Caesar and mm-hmm. my first jobs being in the business and mm-hmm. Carl Reiner and, mm-hmm. you know. Do I understand that you also have a book coming out this fall? Young Frankenstein, the coffee table book. Wow. And I'm putting a band on it. Please try not to spill any coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wonderful. Who's publishing that? Hachette. Ah. Mm-hmm. Good Good publisher. Yes. They know what they're doing. They know how to do it. Yeah, a big classy book then. Yeah, mm. big classy coffee table book. Yeah, with Wonderful. a lot of pictures and Great. a lot of comments. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people who, who are still around, like Gene and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, contributed to to their, their thoughts to it. It's Great. Oh, one, all right, one more random question out of this. Random. Random. How on earth did you think of hiring or even offering the role to Gene Hackman of The Blind Man? I didn't. I didn't ask for him. He played tennis with Gene Wilder. Ah. They had houses near each other up in Bel Air. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were pals. They played tennis every mm-hmm. on the weekends, every Saturday. And they, from what I heard from Gene, mm-hmm. from Wilder, he said that Hackman said, what are you doing? And he said, oh, well, we, we're going to be shooting his thing in a couple of weeks, and we've just finished the script. And Mel and I, he said, I think it's going to be good. It's very funny. It's very exciting, you know. And Gene said, oh, shit, you know, too late. Is there any, is there any, is there a part for me? And Gene said, there's a blind man who wears a kind of, you know, a, 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 a strange, you know, cassock, and he's 
And the monster, you know, from the original movie, the monster comes and he's kind to the monster. Well, this blind man is really blind. He spills a lot of hot soup on the monster's <laughs> crotch. And, you know. So he says, well, would you, have you got anybody? He says, I don't know if Mel has cast that. He says, I'll get it. So I, he, he came, came to me the next day and said, uh, call me that night. Gene, I said, Hackman, I said. I mean, that's too much. I mean, he said, we won't. We'll disguise him. We'll put a big beard on him. We'll, and later it'll be nice to find out mm-hmm. that it was Gene Ackman. I said, you're right. We'll do it that way. I said, tell him, sure. Fine. Scale. <laughs> that's all we got. You know? I have no money. Yeah. Yes. So he did it. He was so happy to do it. Oh, great. So, uh, in other words, let's see, other than playing Radio City Music Hall. Right. Uh, releasing an upcoming coffee table book about Young Frankenstein. Don't spill your coffee on it. Yeah. Preparing a Don't new musical it. stage production of Young Frankenstein. Yes, in, in, in London. London. A year from now, we mm-hmm. hope that mm-hmm. the people will be dancing on the boards and, right, right. and you're, singing. You're not doing much. <laughs> Talk no, about lazy. I'm, What's the last movie you saw? You and Carl Reiner watch movies all the time, do you not? We the, With Jason Bourne. But not the new one. Uh-huh. We just see the old ones over and over. <laughs> but the last one we saw two nights ago, what we went all the way back to identity. The first, uh-huh, one. the first yeah. one. Yeah, I like that. When Which is, I think, the yeah, best. Fishermen pick him up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there's something in his back, mm-hmm. and then they get something in his thigh, and they take that out. Oh, it's a message. It's a bank number, mm-hmm. and he goes to. The, I think it's brilliant. I think they're brilliant. Do you talk and to I each other during the film? Uh. We only talk to each other to say, what did you miss? Because he falls asleep. And I miss. <laughs> so you say, what did you miss? What did you miss? And we catch up with each other because we eventually we sleep 10 minutes. You know? There you go. <laughs> good. So, so you've yeah. had a nice experience together. It's That's always great. good. It's always good. Yeah. And I always love, you know, what you, what, I'm so glad you're doing this. How long are you doing this thing? We've been doing it a year and a half about. It's a good experience. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and, because and we keep you, it casual. Yeah. How do you how do you distribute it? How do you show it? How do you? Well, it's online. Well, you can go to iTunes. Uh huh. And if you if you're looking for it, you'll find it on iTunes. And sometimes people recommend it, and it gets you know some buzz generates from that. And if you're smart enough to check my website, there's a big uh-huh. thing there that says Great. "Listen Here," and you click that, and you get to listen there. And we've had a lot of Good guests. You are. Uh, how maybe, often? How often do you do it? Once every a week. week. Every week. Every week. Every, every week. week. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> that is great. And we're still speaking to each other. Wow. Not bad, right? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice to keep it in the family, as you know. So, uh, what's your name? Jesse. Yeah, but Jesse. Jessica. I know what you got a middle name. Uh, Jessica Bennett. Jessica Bennett. Because her. I because like her late. Grandfather was named Ben. Ben, that's great. And so we stretched that to Ben. No, no, good, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My Hebrew name, Bina. Yeah, I like for it. For Ben. Jessica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Ben means son of, so you're daughter yes. of. Yeah, I'm Bina. Right. Yeah, yeah, Bina yeah, is yeah, my, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I love it. Mel, thank I don't you have so a middle, much. I'm, too, uh, yeah, I'm from a generation that we don't have middle names. <laughs> is that true, really? But somewhere, listen to this. Somewhere on the internet... Someone called me. My my name is Kaminsky, mm-hmm. Melvin Kaminsky, mm-hmm. NMI, no middle initial. But about I don't know, ten or fifteen years ago, somebody wrote something and called me Melvin James Kaminsky. Fancy. I had nothing to do with it. No. But 
Everybody says, and his real name is Melvin. You know, every oh, time they yes. write about me now. They oh, write, good. And his real name is Melvin James. So, and they say, check with me. I say, yeah. Is it real? I say, yes. Sure. I don't fight it. Yeah, sure I am is. Melvin James. Fine. Because why should I waste energy saying, what? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not James. How do they get you? Why should I fight? Yes, I am. My mother yeah, yeah. was very fancy. She loved Harry James. Right. You know, you know, how, about, how, about Mel- how about Melvin Moisha? No, they wouldn't do that. That's no. too Jewish. Too Jewish. <laughs> too, too Jewish. Too Jewish. Too Jewish. Uh-huh. I've had a good life. You know, yeah. you know, it's not over yet. And it's I, not over yet. I make no. over 100 a week. I, <laughs> I can eat anywhere, any place, you know. Wonderful. Wonderful. I, you know, and I'm, very ha- and I'm very happy to do this. God I've bless always, you for doing it. I, you know, I've always liked you, but when I saw you and, and, and your wife at... Oh yes, Vince's. Yeah. We're Vince talking. Giordano's. We're talking about Vince Giordano and his Nighthawks. Yeah, the best music either side of heaven. You held my hand at that performance, oh. and I plotzed. Which, which Vince, for, Vince for, plays. For those who don't know, that means I died a little. That's yeah. right. Vince and the, the Nighthawks oh, play did, every yeah. week, every Monday and Tuesday oh. night. Now at a place called Iguana. Iguana now. Yes. Yeah. Just off Broadway. Great. They make great burritos. They make great food. <laughs> mm-hmm. their, their chicken things, is amazing. Things I did hear, not think I'd hear from you. Yeah. And they make hear, great burritos. And yeah, you hear, you hear music yeah. of the 20s and 30s played just like it was in the 20s. And they and do 30s. they do a jazz version of Springtime for Hitler, mm-hmm. which is just for me. Marvelous. With rides, with solos. I mean, it's so crazy. So beautiful. Yeah. And they always play my favorite song. Song, mm-hmm. Which is? When Day is Done. Ah, mm. yes. Very old. Mm-hmm. When Day is Done. It's an old Crosby. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm. You don't, I'm going to ask you just once more. Okay. Did you ever think, ever think of paying your guests? Ever? You got to talk to my mother. She's the boss. Did it ever occur to you? She's no, the boss. No, I'm afraid it, right. it, 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 the subject has eluded me thus far. He doesn't thus even far. pay me. Yeah, yeah. I don't far. get paid. Thus far. But we'll consider it. You know what? If any money comes in from all the nonsense yes. that you're doing, you must share some of it with Jessica. You must. You hear that? Okay. Doing, you hear that? Okay. Spoken she's like doing, a true father. No, because she's doing a good job. Yes. Yeah. Of course, if of course she is. Yeah. Of course she is. She wasn't related to you. Okay. She's got rhythm. She's got, you know, talent. She's doing, she's doing a good job. It's all true. I'm going to go die now. Excuse me. All right. (laughs) Mel, thanks again. My pleasure. Thanks aren't enough. I'll, uh, you're going to be in New York on September 1st to see me at Oh, Radio I wish City. I were. No, no. no okay. I wish I were. But I'll give I wish you, you I'll give I wish you a you report. I'll call, I will. Good. I'll call Good. you and let you know. Good. I'm sure I friends can, of mine will be there, too. I can't believe I can fill it, but we're getting there. Mm. Oh, you can fill can you it. Six, you can fill it, please. 6,300. I know. Yeah. I know. Seats. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, that's that's wow. great. You're that funny. Well, you're that much loved, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and you know, I, I've heard of pheasant on a glass, but I still like the grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm really a peasant, you know, and, you know, and so I think people divine that. Mm-hmm. They know my stuff is, is simple. You know, mm-hmm. my father was born in uh, Danzig, and my mother was born in Kiev. You know, there's. I, I'm just uh, you know I, I, I just I'd like, I like things like groats, kasha. Mm-hmm. With bow ties, mm-hmm. you never heard of that. Did you? I have, yes. Mm-hmm. It's called kasha varnish. Gets mm-hmm. little pasta bow ties in a sea of groats with a little bit of gravy, beef gravy. Mm-hmm. 
and just and I began singing Russian songs. <laughs> I do. Ah, Volga Boatman. Yeah. Right out. Anyway, nice working with you. Keep in touch. Don't be strange. All of that. Thank you, Mel. You've been listening to, believe it or not, Mel Brooks on Malton on Movies. We'll see you again next week. You can find me in between on Twitter at Leonard Malton, online at LeonardMalton.com. And Jesse and I are going to go take a very deep breath now mm-hmm. and uh, recover from this lovely conversation. God bless. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.